This podcast contains explicit content. You are listening to Hardly Focused. Dissecting the news one tangent at a time. When there's nothing left to burn, you have to set yourself on fire. Welcome to Hardly Focused, Mike Terrara, Jack Gill. You can get us at hardlyfocused.com on your favorite podcast app on YouTube. Just search for Hardly Focused. Mike Terrara, hello. Hello. Uh, are you a fan, Mike, of the Law & Order series, the television? Dun, dun. I mean, do I watch it? I, I don't think I've sat down to watch an episode in a long time. But, you know, if it's on, I'm not going to turn it off. Uh, same. Yeah. I mean, and if not, not for nothing, there's what, 8,000 episodes of it? So There's no shortage. You're right. Yeah. And, and at this point, with the amount of Law & Order that is shown on television per day, you can see quite literally every episode. Yeah, every, 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 there is a Law & Order marathon happening at every second of the day. There's probably one happening right now as we speak. Probably. But, you know, it was, they, they tend to stick to the original and an SVU, and they don't... Uh, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, SVU is like the crown jewel. Oh, it's the GOAT. Absolutely. Yeah. They'll show... Benson and Stabler, come on. They'll show criminal intent sometimes, but not often. Uh, and then there's two Law & Order series that have both aired once and never aired again because they were both canceled after one season. That being Trial by Jury and then Los Angeles. So uh, and then organize, there's organized crime right now. That one seems to be doing well enough. That's Stabler's vehicle. And then they revived the OG Law and Order. And they're uh, they're not counting it as they didn't start over the season numbers. They they are counting it as season 20 or whatever. 21. I can't remember where we're, what we're on right now, but that's just not bad. Yeah. Well, you know, it. It, it's it's going, it's maintaining, can't complain. And it's never going to stop, especially because yeah, it's always ripped from the headlines too. So it's like, yeah, SVU is never, ever going to stop. It, it will be, it will literally be on forever. I, I have a feeling too that Mariska Hargitay, even if she leaves, she'll still, the show will still go. They'll just find, you know, they'll, they'll find some way to soldier on. I mean, the first Law and Order, so like SVU's advantage was that the main cast remained largely intact for, I'd say like the first 10 seasons. Mm -hmm. Whereas the OG law and order starting with season two there, they, they killed off the main stars, George Zunz's character. Just like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to recast them. So like that one has been no stranger to just uh, having a revolving door of cast members, but SVU, I mean, they've been able to continue without stabler but yeah it's it's not as the cast is not as volatile as the uh the other shows but uh, well, as, long, as, as long as they got iced tea it's all that mattered right okay that might actually be detrimental to them if they ever lose <laughs> iced tea now i remember mike you and i were trying to find this and we couldn't but it was like just a compilation of Hats. of of Odafin exactly yeah it's like his nicknames and uh descriptions for 
street narcotics. Like you, oh, you'll God, see like, this. The, yeah. And there's ones that have been like, they've faked it too. Like somebody did like, I don't think if it was, is even, I wouldn't call it SNL worthy because SNL has gone downhill, but I think it was something akin to that. Was it maybe key and peel? I don't know sure. something, but it was good. Yeah, it's like, you know, Benson or Stabler's talking about how their victim uh, overdosed on chewing gum and cocaine and Tutola will jump in with, yeah, they call them frisky dingoes. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Well, uh, Tutola's partner for many years on SVU was John Munch. And the actor that played John Munch sadly passed away this past weekend. Uh, it's 78 years young. And as I always say, if you make it past 75, you've lived a nice long life. Three quarters, yeah, three quarters of a century. Yep. Solid. He was a comedian who uh, became uh, an actor. I believe he's actually in Scarface. If you've seen Scarface, he's uh, oh, he's a oh. comedian. He's a comedian performing, I believe, at the uh, it's not called the Malibu Club. That's what it's called in Vice City. But it's the the club that they're always at. And yeah, Richard Belzer portrays the comedian there. But he was also a regular on Howard Stern. That's sort of how he uh, gained prominence. But Belzer held a, I believe it's in the Guinness Book of World Records. I was going to say, I I believe it still stands, right? Yeah. 30, I think 30 different media properties Mm -hmm. where he has portrayed John Munch. The the single character, the same character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Single character. And that's so non-animated. Technically, but yes. Now, would you count Sesame Street? Because he was on Sesame Street, but he was in Muppet form. You know what? I'd, I'd, you know, it's the fucking Muppets. I'd count it. (laughs) I would count it. Okay. I'm not going to knock the Muppets. Okay. Because he's been on. Uh, he started on Homicide, Life on the Street, and then that character then transitioned over to Law and Order SVU, with Munch having transferred from Baltimore to New York, and then he showed up on all of the Law and Order shows. He showed up on the X Files, so now we're outside of the the Dick Wolf realm, which, by the way, what an unfortunate name, Dick Wolf. Dick Wolf, unfortunate or very alpha. I mean, it's making making money for him so yeah and at this point he owns he's like what my name's dick wolf you're like oh i know that guy i want to know that name now i know it exists on a shirt because i saw maddie blake wearing it but there's a shirt that's it's just a black shirt white lettering that says executive producer dick wolf (laughs) and i kind of want it you just need to have like like a like a sound clip like ready to go on your phone every time somebody notices it hey i like your shirt thanks People would freak the fuck out. By the way, thank you for sending me this, Mike, from Nerdist. Yes, exactly. Uh, Twitter bot tweets pictures of Ice T talking about fake drugs on Law and Order SVU. It's a new drug. It's called Brenda. Kids try it at parties. Next thing they know, they're online getting paid to yell at their own genitals. <laughs> Turns out that joint was laced with Sudafed and Listerine. It's called Robot Bananas. <laughs> Turns out that joint was laced with Axe body spray and walnuts. It's called elbow cupcakes. <laughs> wow, that one I pulled out of my ass wasn't far off from these. No, yeah, it's 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 close. 
toxicology said she was whacked out on some new drug called Filthy Purple. Found her naked at a Hot Topic screen. <laughs> I like that a bot put this together, too. That's that's the thing. A bot put this together, but it's good bot. Good a, bot. A bot put this together in 2017. Yes. This is some chat GBT level shit right mm-hmm. here. Okay. Uh, one more. It's a non. It's it's a no tropic from the dark web called Party Hotcakes. <laughs> uh, nice. Thank you. Thank you for sending me that. You're you're gonna, you're gonna just at the end of the show. You're just gonna go in and deep dive this. I'm you? going to deep dive it. I'm absolutely going to deep dive it. Uh, Get the Scooby Gear guys. He's going in deep. Here's uh. Well, by the way, Munch has not been on SVU since I think 2016. His his character retired and even then Munch's appearances on the show were starting to become very sporadic. He'd he'd been promoted to sergeant so he wouldn't need to uh show up at every crime scene. So that way he'd only show up maybe like once an episode, if that. But his character retired and then he showed up I think two seasons later in a in a cameo appearance and that was his last time on SVU. But uh, in case you are unfamiliar with Detective Munch, here's a clip from season one, maybe season two of Law and Order SVU. I want to say Munch, by the way, you can always tell what season of the show we were on based on the type of eyeglasses that he was wearing. (laughs) The only thing that changed. Uh, Here we go. Detective. You were on duty the day Miss Weber came in alleging she'd been molested by Dr. Ott. Is that correct? I remember it very clearly, Counselor. She seemed to be seesawing between anger and humiliation. Classic symptoms of molestation victims. Objection. State of mind? Sustained. Did she say why she was so upset? Yes, she said she went to Dr. Ott to obtain a prescription for Prozac. But the good doctor diagnosing her with hysteria recommended an alternative treatment to chemical dependency. And what was that treatment? Ms. Weber was told to disrobe, put her feet up in stirrups, and try to picture David Hasselhoff on Baywatch. Objection! Your Honor, this witness is not qualified to testify in the treatment for hysteria. Actually, sir, I am. Up until 1952, hysteria was one of the most commonly diagnosed illnesses among women. The medical treatment was hysterical paroxysm. Could the witness spell that? O-R-G-A-S-F. Objection! Would it surprise you to learn that historically the onus fell upon physicians to bring about the relief of these ladies' symptoms? Your Honor, please instruct counsel to withhold his questions until cross. I don't mind, Your Honor. In fact, I believe the manual version of this treatment dates back to Hippocrates and was attested to right up to the Middle Ages, up until the 1890s, when the vibrator was invented to speed things along. Objection! Sustained. Detective! Is this practice currently against the law? Yes. And so is videotaping it. Is it though? Uh, <laughs> can you spell that? O R G A S M. One thing I always enjoyed about Munch that was a holdover from the the homicide show that really you only saw in the first season of SVU, maybe a little bit in the second season, is that Munch was a hardcore conspiracy theorist. <laughs> That's why he showed up on X Files. So much so that he had a uh, like one of those commemorative plates with JFK's face on it on his desk. 
One of my favorite lines from SVU, like of the entire series, is uh, it was a a very soon after nine eleven episode, and at the beginning of the episode, Cragen announces to the uh, squad that Munch called out sick that day. To which Benson says, "Munch is si- such a hypochondriac. How many times has he had anthrax this week?" <laughs> Uh, what, what is this you, you sent? Oh, by the way, I, re- I want to read this, but uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, uh, a, a close friend of Richard Belzer claims that his last words before passing away were, fuck you, motherfucker. I mean, that is going to go down in, like, that's metal. Like, that's more metal than, like, Motorhead. I mean, we're talking, that is a metal last word, last last sentence. I truly hope that was it. And that like, cause maybe he said that to his friend. I hope that was it. Like that's you write that in a movie script. That's like the character's last words before, uh, before dying, dying an epic death. Ak and I were just talking about this recently in the, the abomination that is alien three. When Charles S. Dutton's character is getting eviscerated by the alien and his last words are, Come on, motherfucker. Is that all you got? <laughs> uh, so I, uh, where did this uh, thing that you sent me, Mike, where did you find this? Was it in that article? Uh, that, was another, that was another, that was another, that was daily dot okay. um, with uh, more iced tea isms. Okay. Uh, as the meme takes off, it will likely yield the good, the bad and the ugly of imitators, but other popular screen grabs currently have two to explaining cruel business practices. For example, six year old girl, promoted to manager, then forced to fire herself right before Christmas. Senseless violence, quote, they made him fight a newborn baby, told him it was his own younger self, time traveled from the past, trying to take away his birthday, (laughs) returned toxicology results, quote, lab found traces of cocaine and sourdough. They call it sweet chowder. It's a drug soup from Baltimore. (laughs) I just love the juxtaposition of iced tea playing... That, that a cop that character and uh now obviously he didn't do fuck the police but he did a, a song in a similar vein right it wasn't cop killer yeah yeah cop killer well right before svu it's off the uh, uh the album body count okay thank you right before svu there was a made for tv law and order movie that ex- explored chris noth's character and ice t was in it but he played a pimp a pimp not oh. named Slickback. Oh. It's like a tribe called Quest. You got to say the whole thing. <laughs> a pimp named Slickback. So anyway, uh, Richard Belzer, rest in peace, 78 years young. I hope Law & Order does something for him because he uh, was uh, one of the best characters on the show, arguably. Yeah, He just had that perfect little, like, the quips, you know? Yep. And Just he and enough. he and Ice T too, they had great chemistry together. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, they were perfect. They, like they they're made for each other. They they're they're the type that you would want to see a spin-off about. Just like even if like you know how like shows will have like the web series? Mhm. They should have uh they should have had their own spin-off, their own web series. Even animated. I'd watch that. And then, hey, then you can turn these drug concoctions into a reality. Because in your hands probably won't be tied. Uh, before we get into the serious stuff, 
Um, because I I feel like in this episode, if we get to yeah all the things, there will be a lot of talk tonight about guns. Ooh, guns, guns, guns. <laughs> yes. Did you watch The Last of Us last night? I did. What did you think? Uh, it it's really good. That's what I thought. It's really good. Um, I don't now. I still have not played the game because it, I am PC Master Race only, and I'm waiting for the end of March. And it's one of those things where you look and go, I wonder how much this is to to game, and I wonder how much this is to you know. They look at the storyline and go, we can make it better. Uh, but it damn good, damn good. Now, did you watch the? post credits interview Always. with Mason. Yep, the yep. Little, little quips right there. Yeah. So Mason and Druckmann alluded to this, but uh, that whole scene, the confrontation in the bedroom between Joel and Ellie, mm-hmm. 100% out of the game, no alterations. Yeah. I think they said that there was a couple of individual lines that may have been different. Uh, maybe in a couple takes. Yes. But like literally that it is that right there the only thing i can pick out is the last thing that joel says before he leaves because it's they they even though they did that scene the setting and setup the context is a little bit different vastly different in the game but then that scene itself though the dialogue even ellie getting mad and pushing joel was right out of the game lifted a hundred percent out of the game and hey uh, when it's in the game and it works they're going to use it when they can find something better they're going to alter it. And I'm, that's the best way to do it, honestly. And I, I have not been disappointed because I'm not looking at it going, oh, it's such a video game thing, you know, when you see it. And I haven't seen that yet and go, oh. There oh. really hasn't been any of that. Exactly. Yeah. And now, granted, I'm sure there's always the minority of hardos that are on the, uh, the interwebs. Uh, nah, it's not like a game. I don't like it. And, you know, fuck them. So. Now, there's they've no like to stand on when the actual creator of the game is part of the writing process for the show. Right. It, That's it, what it's like. No, it's yeah. No, you, you shut your fucking mouth. It's He's not, like, no, no. This is my baby and I can do what the fuck I want with it. OK, I'm doing the George Lucas, but better. OK, I own it, but I'm making it better, not worse. Yeah, it's not like Shigeru Miyamoto was involved in that 1993 live action Super Mario Brothers movie. Ugh. But uh, like episode five, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the whole uh, climax that occurs in the neighborhood with the sniper and then all the infected emerging from underground, including the bloater. Mm-hmm. Very video gamey. Didn't feel like a video game. No, it felt like it was needed. You know, it was timed, if you will. Like, all right, you know, we haven't really gotten a lot of these, but after the first or second episode, okay, you know, now we're good. Yeah, you satiate you. Something it, it, it gives you the ebb and the flow. The yeah. ebb and the flow. Yep, yep. Uh, something that. Well, which, by the way, uh, that scene, that that whole thing that happens in that neighborhood, mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite level out of the whole game. So when you get to it, you are you're gonna be uh, in now, for a Yeah, trip. granted, I haven't seen obviously played it, but I I was reading a lot of people that have played the game are like the bloater. They're like, it's the bloater, the bloater. Yep. And so the uh that guy Perry with the like the the epic gray yes. beard. He is from the actual original well, I, I, would you call it the original cast, I guess? Is that how you'd say it? Yeah, he plays in the game he plays Tommy. And then in the show he plays Perry. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh Perry's demise is uh oh sorry, spoilers. <laughs> but his demise 
the way they show it and you 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 see it like happening in the background mm-hmm. but when the bloater picks him up and just tears him apart mm-hmm. now mike in the game you're going to die and you're going to die a lot it just <laughs> happens but the when the animation of the uh the zombies the infected killing you that's what they did to Perry. So I was so happy that they found a way to integrate that into the show. Yeah. Somebody was saying, Oh, they ripped his head off. It's like, no, no, no. They ripped his upper jaw off. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I, I applaud them for, yeah, they did it from a distance and it was sort of blurred in the background, but in the game, it's so like, it's up close and it's so graphic and it's so cool. I mean, it's kind of annoying if you know, you keep getting killed in the same spot, but when it oh, happens, yeah. oh, it's pretty awesome. So I turn the yeah. corner, bam, I'm dead. Turn the corner, bam, I'm dead. Turn the corner, bam, I'm dead. Fuck. <laughs> turn down the difficulty, man. <laughs> there is there is uh, like a super easy difficulty, like, you know, story mode. If you just want to like play through for the story and not have to worry about. Eh, but even then, I mean, let's be honest, e- even even. I need a little I mean, I'm not going to go God mode, you know, I, you know, everything breathes on you, you die. But like get a little bit of difficulty in there. Give me medium. I'll take medium. Yep, that's usually how I play it. I mean, granted, Fallout, I'll play on survival mode straight up. But this, I'm not going in survival mode on this one. I'll give I'll give myself a nice medium. I, medium, I, medium rare, you know, right there. I've tried survival mode. Me. I have tried survival mode on last of uh, the first Last of Us. And you I don't recommend it. I think I turned it off after the second level. I couldn't do it. Wow. Couldn't do and it. And you've played it more than once. I have played it more than once. So yeah. it's like not like you're surprised. Like, I know this is happening. And I can't. I cannot do it. I couldn't okay. do it. It was too much. The episode that played last night is where I stopped on my current playthrough. So now I'm now if I if I go through and play it right now, I'll actually be aligned with the show, which um, is what you want to do anyway. You want to play it week by week. I should start doing that. It's actually a really good idea. Now that we're at, like, we're, right, we're actually right, up I saw the episode. Let me play. All right. Um, I'll have to show Becky. She, she, I'll, I'll force her to sit and watch as I'm playing. Because now we'll be aligned with the show, so now she can and, see and and, and how, make sure you get a whole box of tissues for the weepies. She actually the the now no spoilers, but the end of last night's episode, she actually looked at me. She's like, "Are you crying?" And I'm like, "Surprisingly, no. <laughs> Not like I was at the end of uh, episode five. Holy shit, that got me. I don't know about you. Uh, it it got it got me a little bit, but I mean, it was nothing compared to three. Oh no! At three, I was inconsolable. Three, I yeah. needed uh, yeah. five. It was more like you could see. I, I think I could see. You could see it coming. You get like I. Uh, uh, it was the dread more than the the sorrow. Yeah, you're like, oh, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. As opposed to oh my god, <laughs> beautiful. Like should a, have sent a poet. God, I felt like I feel. Watching episode three, I this must have been what Kate felt like when the first time that she watched Up. Oh my god! Because I get a phone call one night, I answer the phone, and I'm like, "Hello," and all I just hear on the other end is, and I'm like, "Speak very slowly and clearly, because I have no idea what you're telling me." Ah. <laughs> to which I go, okay, I'm going to hang up and you're going to text me. And so I hung up on her and a couple seconds later I get a text. It just says, I tried watching up and I'm 10 minutes into it and I can't do it. I need you to watch it with me. 
<laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. There, there, there have been a, a, a plethora of movies that now are not on the quick to watch list. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Up is a delightful movie. You just got to skip the, the first 10 minutes oh, yeah. of it. Well, it, it, the thing is, it hits, well, it hits extra differently, too, when you've got kids. Oh, yeah. And that whole scene of not having kids, you just like. Uh, oh, it hit yeah. even even you know watching it the first time and oh yeah, I mean it hits hard. Still hit, yeah. But yeah, it's a, yeah, kind of like when you're holding your infant daughter and you're watching you know, Avengers. Oh Jesus Avengers. Christ! Yeah, God, what do you? What you're do you like, I forgot this is gonna be so emotional. What are you, sadist? Yeah. <laughs> just torturing yourself. Yeah, the mm. end of episode five. So when that uh, sequence occurs in the game, it, I, I, it was jaw dropping, but not emotion. For me, it was jaw dropping. I mean, it, it was sad, but it was jaw dropping. The show added a layer of emotion to it that I was not expecting. So and, and that's the thing. The difference is, you know, yeah, you've got the extra layer. Even Druckmann is saying too. he said, I think in the at the end of episode five in the post credit interview he said something along the lines of uh like i'm i'm getting the opportunity to go back and add things in that i should have added to the game yeah or that i missed or that i i realized i should have done differently yeah like that that's the thing it's like i'm able to put a net positive wherever i put my stamp on you're like that's good yeah because now it makes me like just the way they did henry and sam and i'll i'll try I'm going to try very hard not to spoil it for you because you haven't played the game yet, but just if they had done what they did with in the how they did Henry and Sam in the show, if they'd done that in the game, just thinking about the level of how, how much more challenging it would be. What well, impact that's the thing too. Say, how, do you, like, how do you translate it into a game also makes a difference too, but oh, here's, okay, dialogue, 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 dialogue. Now, I got to interact more, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Last of Us Part 2, by the way, uh, they actually put some elements of last of us part two into last night's episode the the whole town that whole town is ripped straight out of last of us part two interesting so they're actually they're they're diving into that they're putting their toes into that uh into that water and i'm curious to see just how much of that they're going to utilize during this season because there is going to be a season two of the last of us i don't know if it's necessarily going to be part based on the game part two but uh yeah it was interesting to see it they're already they're already going that route next week's episode that uh i don't know if it's gonna be the entirety of next week's episode but just based on the preview it's um going to be based on the dlc for the first game oh okay which i'm excited about i've only played through that once uh but it will give some very very much needed backstory to uh ellie Mm-hmm. And her connection to uh, Marlene. So hopefully that will all be uh, explored in episode seven. So there you go. That's The Last of Us. A very more than cromulent show on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> the word of last episode, the episode I did with Ak a few days ago, was uh, the word, kept using the word cromulent, which means adequate. Yes. And this show is more than adequate. So... Um, okay, uh, let's talk about guns. Uh, okay, I want to. I'll, I'll do this. Boomsticks, uh, bang bangs. Let's do this. I'll do the story, and if we get to the Alec Baldwin one, uh, then you know we'll talk about that. But I, okay. I want to 
because you have kids, I want to get your input on this. Uh, the story from Texas, uh, according to thehill.com, Texas third grader finds superintendent's gun in school bathroom. Parents voice concerns. Now, that sentence has a whole bunch to just deconstruct right there. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so what do you want me to start? Well, let me, let me set this up. So, okay. Uh, the article says here, roughly a month after a Texas third grade student found a gun belonging to a superintendent in school bathroom. Now roughly a month. So this is, this just didn't happen. This happened a month ago and we're just hearing about it now. Uh, roughly a month after a Texas third grade student found a gun belonging to a superintendent in school bathroom, parents expressed their concerns that they weren't notified sooner by school officials. In January, the Rising Star Elementary student found the gun and immediately notified a teacher without touching the weapon. The gun belonged to the superintendent, Robbie Stuteville, who said he and the school principal open carry on campus. So uh, let me throw some audio at you, too. This is a couple of minutes long, but it's from uh, KTAB out in Texas. Uh, more uh, about the story. Here we go. I'm from Uvalde. Be put in my shoes. Three minutes for that guy to kill all those people. In just three minutes. You know, and that gun was left unattended for 15 minutes. Rising star father Giovanni Mata is a proud gun owner, but a text from his wife regarding an incident with a firearm at their son Leighton's school sent chills down his spine. The superintendent had left his gun in the bathroom because he always has it on him, on his hip, and Leighton and another kid had found it. A third grade boy finding the gun unattended in the bathroom and telling a teacher. So the teacher asked my son, can you go see if it's a real gun? You know, why would you send a kid? You know, why not just send someone else? One of the first signs to parents that proper procedure might not have been followed. This is one of those examples that uh, guns in school, regardless of who takes care of them, are considered a considerable danger. The man that left that gun, Superintendent Robbie Studeville, saying Thursday that children should be taught to do as Leighton did. To be on the lookout for any kind of unusual or placement of weapon or any other kind of thing that's out of place and report it to the authorities immediately. Procedure, it would seem, he and his district did not follow. This happened back in January. It's not a recent event. It's just now getting out in, I guess, into the limelight. I heard of it last night. Rising Star Chief of Police Don Brawley in the same situation as the rest of the public, not aware of the incident until at least three weeks after it happened, leaving many parents with questions. We don't ever think that y'all have any kind of malicious intent against our kids. It's just to be left in the dark and find out something so so much later. Nearly 30 parents showing up to the school board's emergency meeting Thursday to voice the those concerns. Why we as parents had to find out about it through the news. It only makes the school seem like they have something to hide. We are taking it very seriously. It is under investigation. Uh, when that investigation is concluded, uh, the information and the facts and not rumors will be turned over to the district attorney's office. And while some feel the issue is being overemphasized... I think it's a mistake, and I think that you pointing fingers at him for doing something like this is wrong. Others feel a mistake like this shouldn't go without repercussion. If this was your kid in that situation, I'm sure you would act completely different. You can't say that was a mistake for leaving my gun there. You can't mistake a life. For BigCountryHomePage.com, I'm Noah McKinney. There's a lot to unpack there. Yes, there is. Uh... 
I guess first and foremost, the student that found the gun, a third grade student finds the gun just in the bathroom yeah, and is told to confirm whether or not it's a real gun. And now the, uh, the superintendent is saying that more kids need to be taught that and do that. Do you agree? Uh, all right. Uh, taught what to, to look and confirm it's a real gun. Yeah. And be able to like identify that in those situations, like little Johnny I mean, son I'll, of a bitch I'll, I'll just be, finds I'll a be gun. Perfectly just... honest. There are certain airsoft guns that look exactly like the real thing. If you're not being, you know, looking at it that completely, you know, close, if you're not used to guns. So then no, I don't know. Like if it, if it's not an obvious nerf fucking gun, then treat it as, as, as a real one until otherwise noted. Don't try. You don't have to like, super think oh well i wonder if uh this you know this big giant foam piece over here no no no. all right is does it look like a real gun everybody knows what a real gun generally looks like thanks to video games and school shootings so uh <laughs> let's just ballpark it you know does it look real yes okay then it's a real gun until otherwise noted mm-hmm. don't don't go up to go into details all right yes or no boom moving on next part I'm what, actually, what do we got? Oh, I'm actually curious if they still do this in California. I know for a while that the, the toy guns or uh, yellow uh, orange tips. Yeah, they, they they have to be neon. I don't know if it's uh, the whole thing or because I know like we have, you know, toy guns will have the orange caps on them. Yeah. But I think I'd read something. This is a long time ago, but out in California, guns out there had to be entirely neon colored because there were so many instances of kids being mistaken holding weapons, real weapons, and they ended up just being toy guns. Or even like the, uh, you know, the the Duck Hunt gun from the Nintendo. Mm-hmm. There's like special edition releases that are only available in California because they have to be a certain color out there. I don't know if that would like make it better or worse for kids because then they can't identify what a real gun looks like. They're just going to assume they're all, they're all neon colored. True. I mean, I have seen those those one-off things where like somebody literally made a Glock and they put like Legos on it and made it Lego colors and you're just like, hey, you're just asking for trouble, dude. But yeah, like, come on, come on. It, it, no one needs that. And, and you, it, like, it's not a question of of can you, but should you? Yeah. Like, come on. And then there's also the image of the old uh, Mega uh, Super Soaker 2000 that was hollowed out and there was a, uh, a sawed off shotgun in there. Oh, Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so complex. Yeah. Yeah. They, they basically hollowed out the internals of a, uh, an old super soaker and it's a full on shotgun. So God damn it. You said sawn off, right? Uh, slightly, but I mean, it was still long enough to go down a super soaker barrel. So that just sounds like it's much more effort than well, trouble. I mean, it's worth. How, how often, how often would you get, you know, looked at if you're walking down the street with a big super soaker or if you're walking down the street with a fucking shotgun not at all yeah well i remember uh one of the i think it was at one of the rocking shocks i had to work in worcester with the radio station oh is that with the uh the the army guys with the at4 yes and i I remember that one and i asked the guy in charge what would happen if i just walked down the street outside the dcu center holding that thing (laughs) and he just looks me straight in the eye and goes you will get shot (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I'm not kidding. Someone will see that and they will shoot you on sight. It was a rocket launcher, a decommissioned rocket launcher. Yes. <clears throat> Didn't work. Wouldn't fire. But 
you know, a, a cop's not going to know that. No, no, they're just see, yeah. Sarah got a rocket launcher here. Can I just take a shot? <laughs> I mean, it's Worcester too, so like they're kind of expecting it. Right. Uh, oh, Bart, you went to public schools. So I'm assuming you're proficient with small arms fire. <laughs> that is a line that would not fly today, and that's one of my, that's like one of the best executed lines on that. Five out of six, not bad. And you missed one. Did I? <laughs> So if you found out that one of your kids uh, came home and it just told you, hey, I was in the bathroom, like, let's say it's Nick. Yeah. Comes home and says, hey, dad, I was in the bathroom today and I found a pistol just chilling out on top of the urinal. What do you do? Yeah, I, I would freak the fuck out and not like freak like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, I kind of freak out. I'd be I'd be pissed. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, basic fucking gun control, man. Basics. The fucking basics. Keep it on your possession at all times or under your direct control. Come on. Granted, here's the caveat to all of this. It's Texas. It is. Yeah, it's Texas. I was doing some. So everything I can say goes right out the window because it's Texas. Uh, incredibly lax gun laws out there. I, I was doing some homework before the show. I, I, sir, you said it wrong. It's gun law. There's this one gun, gun law. law and it's everybody's required to have one on their third birthday. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, everytownresearch.org it compared uh, state gun laws between Texas and Massachusetts. Oh, God. And, <laughs> and they rank it. So uh, Massachusetts is for gun strength, gun law strength. Massachusetts yep. is ranked number six. Whoa, 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 whoa. Number six? Number six. Number six. In terms of scrutiny. Are you fucking kidding me? Number I'm not, six? I'm not kidding you. Well, who the fuck's in front of number? Who's in front of us? I have California, no New York, New Jersey, and who else? I, Maryland. Let's look at Maryland. I'm guessing Maryland. It can't be Maryland. Maryland's number eight. Okay, all right. I knew Maryland was up there, but De- Delaware. I was thinking Delaware too. Number eleven. Okay, uh, it can't be Maine. It's not New Hampshire. It's not Vermont. I'm actually is it, is it like Hawaii. Curious, because, curious about Vermont. Vermont's number twenty. Hawaii. Yeah, yeah I don't All know. Right, so who, who's the top five? Because if obviously we're six, who's top five? So, oh, Hawaii's number three. Ah, ah. I, okay, see, there we go. All right. I'm going to tell you right now, just the way that this thing is ranked, or the way yep. this thing's set up, it's not in any sort of easily sourced. Oh, it's order. it's like I know. Okay, all right. You're selecting from a drop down menu, so we're just kind of you know hunting. And okay, guessing all right. Here, okay, so, so California was the California. Okay, uh, California is number one. Yep. Okay, knew that. Gun law strength. They've, they, yeah, they've 99. got a lot of stupid things in there as well that I'm not going to get into on this episode, but okay. Uh, New York. It's also interesting to say gun violence rate, gun deaths per 100,000 residents, but that's relative to California. Yeah, yeah. California's <laughs> fucking huge, too. So New York, New York's got to be... Number two. Two, okay. Highest three. Yep. Jersey's got to be four. You're right. Okay. And so we're only missing f- number five? Yeah. And did we do Delaware yet? We did Delaware. That was number 11, I believe. Uh, oh, watch. Well, it's, it's fucking Illinois. No, Connecticut. Connecticut's number five? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. So it was like California, uh, okay. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Okay. All right. I, 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 not, not bad, right? I, okay. I got them pretty good there. Yeah. So. No, you were, you were right in the money. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm so I I'm surprised that they consider Massachusetts lower than Connecticut. And I'm not familiar with Hawaii because everybody's got to go on a plane to Hawaii. So it's not like you can travel interstate with weapons easily to Hawaii. You know, it's not like you're like, uh, excuse me, I want to keep my uh, Glock 19 in my checked bags. Thank you very much. Delta's like, eh, no problem. As long as it's not a 45 caliber, you're okay. Um, it's those damn volcanoes. So, yeah. <laughs> you got to arm the volcanoes. <laughs> I'm shooting the lava. <laughs> it's not working. So this is Bahoyhoy. You can't shoot that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I figured Matt, like, I, I guess technically, oh, is, is this recent as of this year too, or no? As of 2023. Oh, okay. All right. Then I can see why Mass may have slipped. Okay. They, uh, they, they, a lot of the uh, can issue has gone into shall issue. Uh, in Massachusetts, so it's a lot, not a lot more accessible, but it's uh, a lot less restrictive in the more heavily populated areas. Well, that was all I was going to ask. I mean, kind of half jokingly, but it seems like you gave a serious answer to it. Is it because we're a blue state? Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, the mass the mass laws have been around for like forty years, so it's some of the longest restricted gun gun laws in the country. So a lot of people look at Massachusetts, going, "Okay, they're decently populated." So it's not like it's Wyoming. We're like, hey, guys, there's no cops in three hours. You need to be armed in case anything happens, mainly because the Buffalo are going to rob you. Um, so, I mean, and it's a small enough state. So where the, de- the density is there. So you're like, all right, let's run these stats, basically. And they've run the stats. And it's, well, gun, a, a lot of gun owners bitch and moan about certain things. Generally speaking, they're generally speaking, the laws are cogent for most part. There are some stupidities in there. But it's always that the give and take of who gets to write the laws and who you vote for. And Mass is a blue state. It's tough. So uh, Texas ranked number 32, by the way. Oh, wow. Okay. So we got to guess number 50 is probably Wyoming or Montana. I'm, I, am, oh, I am curious about that. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to just keep hunting here to figure out where we're at. Yeah. Uh, well, Kentucky's number 40. Okay. Uh, All right. Figures. So, so lower than that. Uh, this was updated. This is current, by the way, as of January 12th, 2023. Okay. So I got to think it's, I think, I feel like Alaska is actually probably not 50th. Wyoming is number 44. Okay. Uh, Alaska is number 41. Yep. Okay. What did you and guess? Montana's are in North Dakota, maybe or something like that. Montana 46. North Ooh. Dakota is 35. No, you know why? Cause too many people are, Taking pot shots at the uh, the drilling rigs. <laughs> <laughs> wow! All right, so the only thing I can think of is like Idaho. Then okay, let's check Idaho. Yeah, you got to arm the potatoes. Yeah, arm those damn potatoes. Forty eight. Forty eight. As close as we're gonna get without just hunting and pecking at every fucking state. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so, but it is so again. Everytownresearch.org. It is just interesting to see how we stack. I am, surpri- I am surprised Texas, Texas is 32. Oh, uh, I found 50. Oh, you did? Oh, who is it? Mississippi. <laughs> Isn't Mississippi ranked 50th for everything? I mean, except for like, 
you know, interbreeding. But yeah, that's, you know. Was it and, Mississippi that had like the worst response to the pandemic? Uh, or is that Arkansas? I think that was Arkansas or Louisiana. Miss, because is it Mississippi or Alabama actually has had a relatively strong requirement for vaccination because their healthcare is so bad. So they, it, it balanced a little bit out, but it was still bad because it was like, ah, this is the Democrat disease. Mer. So, yeah, but it's down there. But yeah, it, that whole section of country yeah. that I will never move to. I don't mean to generalize, but it all kind of runs together. It's all just one. I don't mean to generalize, but if you fought for the Confederacy, yeah, I'm generalizing. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I remember we once got we got some feedback once from a southerner because it was the episode we were talking about uh, Furnace Fest when that was announced for 2021. Oh, did I make it a Sherman's March to the Sea burning down Atlanta reference for something with fire? Oh, I'm sure we just eviscerated. We verbal as we tend to do verbally eviscerated the South and people from the South. Yeah, William Tecumseh Sherman did nothing wrong. Wait, what was that? William Tecumseh Sherman did nothing wrong. How you like them apples? Yeah, America's great, isn't it? Except for the South. <laughs> yeah, but some guy was like, uh, he was respectful about it, but he's like, y'all should come down to <laughs> they, to our neck of the woods. On the surface. <laughs> Just see how how nice of a people we really are. <laughs> uh, I know you're talking about, buddy. No, uh, I'll pass. There was not a bless your heart in there. <laughs> exactly, because he meant it. <laughs> but yeah, so this website will tell you just all of the... Uh, the different laws, the foundational laws, the gun industry, yeah. product safety, guns in public, um, all the things that Massachusetts has versus Texas. And there's a lot of things checked off for Massachusetts. And not so much for Texas, is there? There are entire sections of this that are left blank for Texas. Because <laughs> they just don't. They don't just regulate keep scrolling. Just keep all. scrolling. No, no, it's not that. Just keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. There's the next check mark down there. Okay. All right. Now, surprisingly policing and civil rights out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, out of nine, eight or nine uh, laws here, only three are checked off for Massachusetts. That being local gun laws allowed, no law enforcement officers, bill of rights and violence inter- intervention, public f- program funding. And the only one that's checked off is Texas. So just that kind of just puts it in uh, to perspective uh, just how lax Texas is. If you didn't already know, Oh, sales and permitting. So almost everything for Massachusetts, the only thing that we don't, have a law on is notification of failed background checks and waiting periods. Yeah, we don't have yeah, uh, California's got a, yeah, there's a couple states that have cool off periods. Massachusetts doesn't. I mean, they, they'll run your, they'll, they'll run your information through uh, the database. And if it checks out, boom, you're good to go. If it doesn't check out, they put you on a seven day wait up to a seven day wait. And then after seven days, if nothing comes back negative, positive, like, hey, this guy's fucking crazy, don't sell him a gun, it's an auto negative. Like, hey, you're, you're good to go. Seven days, but I'm angry now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I understand, uh, you know, the, the logic behind it, too. So I'm not opposed to that. It's just annoying when it's, it'd be easy. If everything was digitized, it'd be a lot easier. Like, hey, guys, I want to buy a gun. I want to make sure that this is is okay. I'm going to put all my information in today. I don't want to have to travel back and forth. Gas is expensive, okay? Can we do and then and then all right, yes, you're green lit, you're good to go and then do the in-person double check. Yep. Cuz I mean there's guys that are like you walk in you're like this I'm not selling this guy anything. I'm like I'm not selling this guy a stapler. This guy's just screaming I don't want to sell. 
What happens if you're the proprietor of a gun shop and this guy walks in? I'm looking for that kind of a friend of us. I'm supposed to be here. Depends on what state I'm in. <laughs> well, pal, you really know your guns. <laughs> I'm going to be closing early. Anything else? Phase plasma rifle in a 40 watt range. Just what you see, pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, uh, only in this one section, sales are permitting. The only thing that uh, Texas has checked off, the only one that they have is mental health record reporting. Yeah, yes. Surprises me. I figured they they would have been lax on that. Well, mainly because the mental health people are getting, uh, you know, put into the death row lineup. So they don't want them to also have guns on death row. I mean, how many major gun incidents have we had in the last few years in Texas? They're all tied back to mental health. None, none of them, because there's no mental health crisis, sir. Okay. Oh, my mistake. They're all lone gunmen. Okay. They're all lone wolves that live in their parents' basement and are minorities and they're legal aliens or... Oh, that's right. They, yes. Yeah, they're crazy transsexuals. My, my mistake. All of those make so much more sense. And Clearly. Are in- incredibly exactly. logical as well. Yes. And we're well thought out. Uh, anywho, uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> so how, uh, how would you feel if uh, your kid's principal... Or well, teachers. this is a superintendent too. So it's not even the guy that's in the building every day. Right. Like he's a superintendent. And there is a, I believe in Massachusetts, you're not allowed to carry in a school or within 500 feet of one. That makes sense because we had a school resource officer and I think like the most he had on him was like a set of car keys that he could throw at you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure there's some hardcore people that are going to call me f- a FUD too. And I don't fucking care. Whatever. Go fuck yourself. So... I'm going to be honest with you. It, it, the, the guy, if, if you're in a fucking school and you leave your gun after you take a shit, like, Oh, Hey, I, I don't, I don't think I, I don't trust the superintendent to open carry. We'll put it that way. All right. I don't try. If you're not, if you're not a uniformed officer of the law, I don't trust you to open carry in a school concealed carry all you want. All right. If you're a superintendent, you got the regs. I have a feeling that if you are a teacher and you want to carry in a school, there should be a minimum of extra courses, if you will, in any state and not just in Massachusetts, like in any state. If you want to carry in a certain location, you got to get some extra fucking regs in there. Not just, well, I passed an online course. Now I'm a minister at the Universalist Church. Like, no, no, no. You've got to get some real life shit in order to get the A-OK to carry wherever the fuck you want. I still haven't paid my $20 to get my actual, like, laminated license so I can make my Universal Life Church ordation (laughs) uh, official. But, uh, so I think the principal, I, I I believe the principal also Yes, both of them carry. But the principal knows enough to shit and keep his gun on him. Apparently. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. That's what this is what I'm confusing. Why do you take your gun? Like, what do you do with it? He had to have taken it off of his pants and put it on the like the actual double roll of of, of toilet paper. Yeah, because it was like too heavy. You know, I'm like, dude, would it make a difference if he had it like holstered, like uh, you know, like as the detectives do? Uh, if he's like shoulder, shoulder strap, yeah. 
If he's shoulder holstering, you, you never take that thing out, man. Just that do thing's that. around. That thing is around a twenty four seven right there. That never comes out until you actually shoot somebody, which in Texas is like every other week. <laughs> so yeah, the pants, the pants yeah. come down. It weighs on one side of you. He's taking it off to keep to keep the pants up so we can put them around his knees, kind of thing. Doesn't go all the way to the, to the ground because the kids piss everywhere, and that's why. That's exactly why he did it. Now like, I, I've I've thought it through. That's why he did it. And he's a fucking idiot for doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How would you feel though? Like you you learn through Nick, or you go to like parent teacher night, and. Yeah, you, you find out that the principal, the teachers, they're walking around. They just have guns that are open carrying or even concealed carry. Like you find out or it's even disclaimed. Like you get something, you're told that like our teachers if, conceal carry. If I knew that there was specific things like depending on the state, certain cops, certain states have cops that just they suck. And you're like, I don't trust these cops as far as I can throw them. Uh, it's the same thing with the state schools. Like I think if Texas had at schools and the teachers were, if I was in Texas and you know, they kids like, Oh yeah, I found a gun at school and it's the teacher's gun. That teacher's got no more training than I bought it. Cause I wanted it. Fuck that. I'd be more pissed. I feel like in Massachusetts, if Massachusetts ever allowed it, ever allowed it, which is like outside of the realm of possibility. Then I would, then I know that they would be like, there's like 18 things that they had to do. And there's also the teachers unit that would have to do this and all that, and like all this other stuff. If they're like, yeah, I feel comfortable carrying. I'm like, all right. I could, I could go along with that. Would I be a, a enthusiastic about it? No, but I could get on board with that. Okay. So they called at the school, they called it like an emergency meeting when, the, when it happened a month later, when it happened a month later, and, Not exactly emergency, is it, guys? Well, I guess, oh, yeah, <laughs> very, yeah, very, very timely manner. Um, and I guess too, it's also like it's in their handbook; they have to notify immediately, and they didn't do it. But yeah, uh, and the other thing that pisses me off is the fucking teacher. Go back in and double check if it's a real gun. Are you fucking kidding me? But you know why? Because they didn't want to leave the room and leave thirty kids just unaccompanied. Yeah, that. For but I'm like, frat. no, no, no. You'd be like, all right, hold on one sec. Like where's the uh, yeah yeah where's the bathroom in relative uh, distance to the, the classroom? Like how long are you gonna be gone to check? Yeah, I'm like, all right, kids, don't fucking leave. I'll be right here. Who who's Unless the class? A bunch of juvenile delinquents. Everybody's staying in that room for at least a couple minutes. Who's the class suck up? Who's the one that everybody hates? Exactly. Like all right, all right, Samantha, stay here. If anybody leaves, tell me. Yeah. And everybody gives death glares to Samantha, but you know what? They're not fucking getting out of their seats. Sick them on Samantha. <laughs> keeps them busy for a few seconds yep and then you have 29 kids one less to worry about <laughs> but it brings the yeah, testing average down because man's like a yeah that is true <laughs> got away with the good with the bad uh yep. so this meeting's called and it seems like it was it was a pretty even split of parents who were upset that this happened upset that it took so long to report it uh, especially the the guy in that audio that we played, the first one to speak was the father of the student who was told to check the bathroom and check the gun. That uh, that man also being a resident or a former resident of Uvalde, so of course that's going to uh, hit <laughs> even more for him. <laughs> former resident of Uvalde. Mm, oh, that's not a that's not a sore spot for him. 
I left Littleton, Colorado to get away from this shit. Ooh. But, uh, yeah, so there's that. And then there's the other half of parents who just didn't understand what the big deal was. Why, why was it such a big deal? Yeah. I mean, I, and that's the thing in Texas. That's where it always goes back. It's Texas. It's Texas. Like you've got like, you know, it's it, like if the NRA was like a convenience store, it would be on every street corner in Texas. You know, it would, there's kids there that are six years old that, that know all about hunting and go hunting at six. You're like, all right, a little bit, a little bit early. You can teach them gun safety that early. Absolutely. But six years old, probably not. I don't trust six years old. Get to 10. Yeah, maybe double digits and you're good. Uh, according to the Hill, nearly 30 parents showed up to an emergency meeting uh, this past Thursday night. The general consensus was that they did not feel the superintendent, Studeville, was acting, quote, maliciously, is one parent said, but that they were not happy. No, but kept negligently is a big difference. Yeah. I I think were it me, were, were I to have crotch goblins of my own in the public school system. But uh, little little Jackson with five X's is going to be homeschooled. He's going to go to 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 Jack Gill University, School of Hard Knocks, University of Life. By the way, those are the opinions uh, of the people you should trust. Those on Facebook who say that they studied at the School of Hard Knocks. Oh yeah, always reputable, and their profile photos—they're always wearing sunglasses. And they're always wearing hats with, with camouflage on them. Oh, yeah. And, the, and they're in the their driver's seat of their Silverado. <laughs> Those are the opinions you should trust. But anyway, um, it weren't me. If I had kids, I was cool. I, I would be most upset over the negligence, as you put it. Oh, yeah. I, I would be most upset over that. But at the same time, I don't think I'd be opposed to teachers, principal, staff, anyone either open or concealed carrying because who the fuck knows what's going to happen this at any point in that's this the, that's the age. problem is it's so prevalent where you're actually having the, the thought of it being necessary which is crazy and then the other problem is though you you went to high school right of course how many 62 year old women teachers where you're like if, if she brought out a 357 you'd be like it's gonna blow her wrist off Yo, that's my uh, my health teacher. That woman was a beast. She was a tank. This this is a woman. So she so she'd have dirty Harry's for, for Magnum. Oh my god! No, she she would. Yeah, pretty much. She'd pull out a Desert Eagle. Out now of her the question purse. is: Did you finish five questions or six questions on this test? <laughs> and all the commotion. Frankly, I forgot. But the real question is: Do you feel lucky, Jack? Well, do you? This is a lady who. Uh, when she was, you know, the scared straight, uh, lectures when they bring in like someone oh, yeah. who, yeah. who's like, I have 40 kids by the time I was 21 and I've been on every drug imaginable. I've been in and out of rehab, like one of those. And yeah. you know, they're getting paid to do this, but, uh, our teacher, this, this lady, I'm going to call her Mrs. Tank. She, I, I, it's burned into my memory where she just kept going. 
A motor vehicle is a rocket. Every time you get in a motor vehicle, you are in a rocket. Now imagine what happens if you are intoxicated. You will you will drive that rocket right into a building. Like she was basically telling us don't live. Don't don't drive a vehicle. Don't uh don't consume any liquid whatsoever. Not not alcoholic, non-alcoholic, water. Don't do any of that. Uh, don't reproduce. Hey, don't be a slave to big water, okay? Yes. But she was very excited to show us the miracle of life. Oh, I remember that. And no one was and, allowed to leave. And that's why Jack doesn't have kids. Scarred for life. Everyone was required to watch that. I believe that like, kids should be given, are, are, are to be given the option. Not should, but are, are told, like, hey, if you, uh, you don't want to be present for this, you may step outside and pray for everybody's sins while we watch this. No, Mrs. Tank made us watch that that head pop out. This is this is what happens when you don't wear a condom. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Nope, nope, nope. I'm good. I'm good. I remember we all had to do projects on uh, sexually transmitted diseases, and one kid did his on pregnancy. <laughs> well, I mean, sexually transmitted, it is. Um, well, and the disease of life. Yeah, yeah. I think I just I'm thinking back to just Uvalde with the complete uh, mess of a response, police response to that, and how well, long that's, it that's took a to whole other ball of wax, cops. Ooh, but that's like, another episode. But like, what would happen if the you know uh, the teacher, a teacher, any teacher had a weapon on them? How quickly do you think that would have ended? Uh, would it end? Well, I'm mean, assuming, yeah, it would have ended pretty quick. You know. But then again, if 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 there's additional funds for teachers to get handguns, why are they not putting additional funds towards a lot more more important things with education? I mean, that's the whole argument right there. Like like paying a livable wage. Yeah, like why are yeah? Well, it's not in Massachusetts, but like, hey, down in fucking Mississippi, come down here and I'll show you. I'll show you a teacher that has to do work three fucking jobs because you're paying them thirty thousand a year. Jesus Christ. He has to work at Waffle House on the weekends and, you know, <laughs> and catch chairs. It's a, yeah, it's risking your life for a whole different reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, um, oh, you work at Waffle House? You can work at a school. <laughs> <laughs> As part of the job interview, they throw a chair at you. <laughs> oh, this yeah. guy's good. He's hired. Can you imagine if that teacher, uh, the, the one that the six-year-old shot recently, if the teacher had a gun on their person? Can you imagine that standoff? Uh, I mean, it depends. If it was a Texas teacher, that kid wouldn't have gotten that shot off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Put that kid down. Castle doctrine right there, bitch. Boom. There you go. Put him down. Now, do you think it would be, yes, you can, uh, as a teacher, you can carry, but you're only required to carry, uh, like, beanbags, non-lethal ammunition? Non-lethal? Uh, I mean, well, here's the catch. If you're doing non-lethal, it has to be a shotgun. There's no way you could do less than lethal and have, I mean, even with a kid, let's be honest. Uh, they, you know, they, they don't have as, as much body mass as an adult, but you're not going to beanbag a, an equivalent of a nine mil. Come on. Okay. It's going to be a full, like 12 gauge beanbag, you know, and it, you get and hit anywhere outside of the face area. You're going to know if you get hit in the face, you're either going to get unconscious or killed, but you know, that's beside the point. It's a risky take, right? Now, now picture this, if you will, uh, a Catholic school yep. where the teachers 
remember, the teachers are all nuns. And oh yeah, they're allowed to open me. carry. I, I, let, let's let's be honest. If this is a a nunnery, like a Catholic school, they aren't open carrying. They're concealed carrying. H and K is underneath. Oh yeah, with the <laughs> arm strap, bringing it up. That, oh yeah, that's how they roll. They're like, no, no, no. The power of Christ. No, no, no. Actually, you know what? They're bringing it back. They're they're going Uzis because uh, it's Israeli made, just like <laughs> Jesus was Jewish. All right. Oh yeah, throwing it back old school. One love, right? There you go. Did you, Did you ever, when you were flipping through the channels when you were younger, ever catch Mother Angelica on the the Jesus? Oh, is that the one with the eye patch? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Can you imagine? Always hilarious. Can you imagine her just like? Uh, just like mouse in uh, the matrix, just pulling out two like Tommy guns. <laughs> no, she, she, the, what my image would be is I can't remember what it's from. It's, but it's the old grandma with a shotgun and she's in a, uh, like a wheelchair. She fires and the recoil just brings her halfway across the room. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I can't remember what that is. Yeah. Is that like a Looney tunes, like an old school Looney tunes? Probably. I'll, I'll, I'll think of it when we're done recording. Uh, but, well, I hope, uh, Mike, your kids never have to go through this. Uh, I hope so, too. Uh, and I hope that uh, I teach them proper safety uh, so that if they do find a gun that is a superintendent's in the bathroom, they know what to do with it. Is the uh, school system where you're at relatively safe in that regard? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you uh, think it's, yeah. do you think kids would fuck around if they had a police station right next door? I, I don't. Uh, no, uh, they, they would still fuck around there. There was a drug dealer living next to the Fitchburg police station. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> an adult, if adults going to fuck around next to a police station, the kids are going to fuck around next to a police station. Okay. Okay. I mean, there was an armed standoff and it was hilarious. I'm like, where I, I know that building. I don't, they're across the street from the police station. What the fuck? What is this like an alien? They're looking at the tracker. He's right on top, <laughs> He's right of, you. top of us. <laughs> I can't see him He's right there. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus. But oh. Yeah, that's that's the thoughts. Okay. Well, uh, like I said, I, I hope you never have to go through this yourself. Uh, yeah, let's let's not hope for that. Now, granted, at three years old, I believe Genevieve would have proper gun control more than that superintendent. So yeah, at three years old, she'd be kicking everybody's ass. Uh, yeah, she was because she's a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. <laughs> now you got to deal with that every day. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we can keep this one brief, but more on guns. Uh, Alec Baldwin, uh, who, who's going to be in the film Rust, which I'm calling it now, nominated in winning every Academy Award possible. Especially multiple awards in the prop category. <laughs> uh, both Alec Baldwin and the armor for Rust, they uh, their charges were downgraded. So well, it's, it, that is right. The DA, that's the DA looking, going. What can we actually put a charge in and have it have it stick? Yeah, that's really what it is. Uh, they look at that, going, "I'd love to put genocide on this here, but I don't think it's going to stick. Let's bring it down one notch." And I think what they also do is they probably put it out there to see if there's going to be a plea bargain or anything like that. Like, Oh, well we'll drop the charges to this. And if you plead guilty and they probably weren't playing ball because Alec Baldwin's like, I'll, I got a good lawyer even for you. But the question I've got is, is Alec Baldwin is old, is not being charged because of the shooting itself, but he's 
getting charged because he's the executive producer, correct? Is that what it is? Uh, or is he charged simply because he's the one that actively shot? I think it's the latter. I think he's getting charged really? because he had the gun in his hands and he pulled the trigger. And, and nothing to do with the fact that he was the executive producer that oversaw the lack of oversight from the armor. Uh, I would be curious to know if Alec Baldwin is even aware that he's the executive producer of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, HollywoodReporter.com says the charges against Alec Baldwin and Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who's the armor, uh, have been downgraded, removing a potential five-year prison sentence for both uh, in the case of the uh, fatal shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins. On Friday, the Santa Fe district attorney formally downgraded the second of two charges, which included a firearm enhancement. Uh, that charge, which was, uh, lawyers for both Baldwin and Gutierrez-Reed argued in a motion filed earlier this month was based on New Mexico law that passed following Hutchins' death in October uh, 2021. See, I, I feel like Alec Baldwin won't get charged in the end of it. He'll, like, he won't actually be convicted on this one. I feel like the armorer will get charged and convicted of both uh, the involuntary manslaughter and any other secondary thing that they have in there that's frou-frou stuff. Right. Because I think that's what actually it is. How many times, and there have been times where people have died on, you know, on set before, but how many times are there guns on a TV show in a movie? It, are, are you now going to have every single actor go, okay, I got to check this and I've got to recheck that. Like the entire point of the armor is going, Hey, I've checked this. I'm verified and licensed to check this and make sure that it is verified to go. Here you are. I handed it from me to you. There was no, you know, it's like chain of command with, with evidence, you know, I've handed it to you. No, no one has changed hands between it. I've verified these are blanks in here. You're good to go. And, and you know, and now everybody, if, if Al Baldwin is convicted, every single actor in any action film is going to be like, I don't, what, how, like they're going to, they're going to bog down things so hard and maybe it's a good thing, but the industry is going to fucking hate it. Yeah. Cause what's the point of the armor then if, if no one can trust the armor. Becky actually brought up a really good point to me earlier today that in this day and age, just CGI, everything CGI, the gun CGI, the, the finger pulling the trigger. Well, I mean, that's the, that's the question too. Like how, at how, what point is it's the economics of it, right? At what point is it economically more expensive and economically cheaper? It's cheaper to have, you know, blanks in a revolver that look real when you're in a Western just as a prop as opposed to going in frame by frame and going, oh, that, oh the shading's not right on that one. Shit. And you're spending an extra $200,000 on as opposed to, oh, it's, it's $5 per blank round. It's a, it's a dummy round. Okay. That's six rounds. We're good. Yep. It's 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 purely economics. Economically, it is cheaper to do it that way right now. I definitely until we, start, until we have a uh, phase repeater with the forty watt range, <laughs> and then it's all moot, right? I mean, at this point, like, because we're also talking about digital de aging and how easy it is to do that now. I have a feeling it's gonna it's gonna be come to be a point where like anyone and their grandmother can just CGI anything and it won't cost a, it won't cost a nickel to do it. 
I mean, at this point, you do that, you get the chat GPT right in the script, and, and you're good to go. That's it. That's it. This is it's a, a whole new form of legitimate theater. This is a brave new world, and I, for one, welcome our robotic overlords. <laughs> uh, I, I really do believe I, the armor hold her at fault. It was her, a thousand her job. Percent. Now, if Alec Baldwin is getting charged also as an executive producer, then he also should be found guilty. If he's just getting charged as an actor, then no. Okay. But that's the difference. That's the un- that thing I never really delved into because I'm like, it's just not like I can give a shit or get it's out of my hands. Like that's what they're doing. But that's the difference because the control comes from up top. They pushed and rushed and avoided safety from the executive producer down to the armorer. So those people in that tree are at fault. Yep. The actor is in a different tree. They handed that pine cone off to the different tree over there and that different actor, boom. That's what happens. If they both actually do get convicted right now, it sounds like 18 months is mm-hmm. what they could potentially serve hey vince neal killed the guy and he only got 30 days <laughs> knowing alec baldwin and not even get 30 days they'll probably just get like He'll community get probation. service probation yeah. community service maybe maybe house arrest like an ankle monitor yeah. you know uh he's gonna have to put some effort into the media tour the press tour for rust of course yeah i mean granted i have a feeling that regardless i don't think he's acting when he's like holy shit this affected me like not like, not like. Oh, I'm an egoist and I don't give a shit. Somebody died, whatever. Like I have a feeling he's like this. Fucked it. This fucked me up. Oh, there's video uh, yeah. when he's being interrogated, mm-hmm. and uh, he's he's talking to, uh, he's he's talking to the detective, and another detective comes in and breaks the news that Hutchins passed away because she didn't she didn't die immediately. She died yeah. later, and you can just tell his reaction is genuine. Like that. exactly, and that's the, that's the thing. It's like it, it's it, what what is it? Is it a paradox where the like the um there's a, there's a suicidal guy and he's on the roof and he decides to jump off and then like uh, there's four four stories down there's a guy he's yelling at his wife and he's threatening her with an unloaded gun. And he threatens her and he shoot. he pulls the, the trigger, but he's not aiming at her. He throw, he pulls it out the window. Unbeknownst to him, the suicidal guy uh, had loaded the gun and an attempt to have the, uh, the apartment dweller kill his wife. And it ended up being the gun shot out the window as the guy was falling and the bullet hit the guy that was falling out the window and killed him that way. So the question is, is it a murder or a suicide? My and it's head. it's oh. it's it, yeah it's 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 a it's whole paradox or you know thought thought idea. Damn, my and head hurts. <laughs> I didn't say it as clear as cleanly as it could be, but you can look it up online and it'll explain the whole thing. But it's it's the idea of if if it was unknown to you that it was loaded, yes, you did break protocol, and it's not exactly a one for one relation to this with rust. But I don't see how you can be. I don't see how you can get charged the same way as the other person involved. I just don't see it. Do you think if you're the actor and you're the armor, you can't get charged the same way. Do you think we're just looking to set an example? I think this? they might be. It might be one of those, hey, we've got to set an example for this just because. 
And you know, they know that at the end of the day, Alec Baldwin's going to get a slap on the wrist and the armor is going to get as much as they can throw at them. But I think maybe they're like, hey, throw the book at them as, as much as we can make it stick in order to hope that there's changes in the industry and let the chips fall where they may after that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Law's weird like that. Uh, Rust is going back into production. You're going to finish it. Uh, are you going to see it when it comes out? I'm going to wait. Okay. It's a Western, right? It is. Not really big into Westerns anyway, so I'm not okay. going to miss anything. Okay. I mean, at this point, I'd rather see Batgirl, right? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I think we all want to see Batgirl at this point. Yep. Now, do you think Russ will do well based on all this publicity surrounding it? Do we know what its, its production costs ultimately are supposed to be? That is a good question. I don't know. Like, let's say it was, it's a $30 million film, right? It's an independent $30 million film. I could say that I could easily see them making that money back in just people's morbid curiosity. You know, like that, that would be enough to get people back. If it's a $90 million film, they're not making that money back. Okay. I'm trying to see if, uh, there's anything about budget on here. Six to $7 million budget. Oh yeah, six to seven. I I could easily see them making it back. Okay. Yep. Just just with the morbid curiosity factor, enough people are going to watch it for that alone. They can, yeah. They'll 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 hit ten easily. I feel like that's not going to be an issue. Thirty. It depends on how morbid it is, and it also depends how good the movie is at the end of the day too. If it's a good movie, it's going to draw more people in. If it's a shit show, people are just like. Tommy was sewing it over here. Like, oh my God, <laughs> I can't watch this. It's do, bad. Do you think they'll keep uh, the, the scene in oh, that where, where the, the shooting happened? Where I mean, Hutchins died? I, I guess the question is, I mean, would you want that in there? Or would you want to say, hey, I lost my life for this and you didn't even put it in my film? I'd want to see it. Like, that's the thing. Like, that, like where... Or like, how could you put that in there? This is the scene that killed her. You know, like, I'm not sure. I mean, I can, I can, I can understand both sides of that argument. I'm not sure which one I'd fall on. I'd want to see it. I want to be able to just like point out and be like, that's where the lady died. <laughs> just, I mean, it's gonna. This sound okay. Now this sounds probably just as insensitive. I'm gonna sound like an asshole. Yes, you're an asshole. This is gonna sound just as insensitive as the last thing I just said. But th- this is gonna be. It's gonna be a trivial pursuit question. It, it's going to come up trivial pursuit, but yes, I understand what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to show up in a, in a, in a, like yeah, 10 which, years yeah, down the road. Cinematographer, you know, died on the set of rust or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or not even that, like, uh, which actor shot. Yeah. What movie was. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone's going to remember her name, but they're not going to, the, the question's going to be like, what's the name of the movie? People aren't going to remember the name of the movie, but, or maybe even describe the scene where it happened. Because if, if it's an if it's an early round question, they'll go for the word rust. Like what you know, what movie was it? If it's a late round question, they're like, what was her name? Well, look, it's it sounds bad, but I'm sure that's what we've done with the crow at this point with Brandon Lee, mm-hmm. and that was just as bad. Oh yeah, do you know that uh, Bruce Willis? Because it was just announced that Bruce Willis has dementia. Oh, full blown, yeah, full blown dementia, and it was uh, now. There's there's a lot of publicity around all of the 
low budget films he was doing in the last few years, which confirmed the industry rumor that he was doing it really just to build up a nest egg for his family. Which I mean, not for nothing. Good for him. He's like, I got, I got five years right now. I'm making 30 films. Do it. But there's a lot of stories about how he was on set where he mm-hmm. was pretty much beyond recognition at that point where he was confused. Yeah. He, he didn't know what he was doing. He needed to have his lines fed through an earpiece. I guess with these movies, too, he only shows up like at the beginning, at the end, maybe for a scene in the middle. Now he's not he's not like he, he's not the main guy. Yeah, he gets star billing, but like they're able yeah. to to work around it. But there was an incident where he he misfired a prop gun on set and it was a live round and it didn't didn't hit anybody, didn't cause any injury. But even he here's a question. Why are there live rounds on the set? Yeah. And why are they giving it to him if if, if it's already obvious that he's got some sort of uh, impairment? Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 another thing. Why? Strict fucking controls, man. And Come he, on. Yeah, and even he didn't even know why he was holding it, why it went off. The, the, the poor, like, the, the more stories that come out about him and just the, the, the last few productions that he did, it's just... It, it, it's tragic. Yeah. yeah. And why even keep doing it at that point? He, he's like, I'm pushing until they, I can't push no more in order to make money for my family. Yep. That's, it is what it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's a noble, noble pursuit. It it's makes, tragic, but it's a noble pursuit. It makes me wonder if the keep from going under. Do you remember a couple of years ago there was a commercial for it, it was a car battery commercial, but it was like a diehard sequel. Oh yeah, 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 yes. Oh god. And it had uh I mean obviously Bruce Willis was in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um Clarence the late Clarence Gilliard was in it as well. But it makes me wonder if Willis was already uh, sick at that point if he was already impaired. uh i believe so because i think that came out in 2020 so yes yes it was okay because yeah his, his aphasia had to have been what diagnosed five years ago at least fairly recently yeah because even he was doing even the films he was doing in the last decade haven't been good he didn't know, but was it? I mean, at what point did, well, some of those are just like, shit, it happens, you know, the shitty movies, but it really was four or five years ago is when it started. You could see the decline a little bit. And then it's just that roller coaster, but drops like that last diehard film. Like that was a, that was a, uh, a great franchise is just gone off on a, I mean, it's ended on a sour note. Yeah. Like yeah. It, when he was, in, he was in glass, right? Yes. How was he in glass? He, I, now I didn't see, I didn't see glass, but I didn't hear anything negative about his performance. I heard it was not a good movie, okay. but I remember so him I, showing up yeah. at, at the end of, uh, the, was it split? Yes. Yeah. So he shows up at the end of Split because that was the you know the the teaser for what they were you know the next film that Shyamalan Mm -hmm. was doing, and I just remember just thinking to myself, he just seemed old. He just seemed run down. He didn't Mm -hmm. seem like he wasn't out of it, but he definitely seemed like he was ten years older than he actually was. 
He's not someone I would be giving even a prop gun to on a set. <laughs> Especially if like you're being told if you're not if you're not being told he's sick, he's doing this because he's sick, just get through it. Because one director even straight up said, I was told, I was told at the last minute, you have Bruce for one day. Get everything done that you need to get done in that day because that's all you're no getting him for. Right. <laughs> Like that, that alone, that's a warning. You start telling people at that point, don't sign any documents that say, do not talk about Bruce Willis's condition. Like start yeah. telling people like, this is a problem. Do not let him do this. Cause something, something could go seriously wrong. Give him a prop weapon, have him discharge it accidentally. Well, that, that, there's another question. Who is the, uh, armor on that one? Also Bruce Willis. Strangely enough. <laughs> We like to find things out as we go along with these productions, you see. Uh, but anyway. Did he find it in a bathroom in Texas? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to say. I, 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 I don't fall for that, but I'm not going to say. I'm going to be respectful because I like Bruce Willis. I like, I love Die Hard. I love yeah. uh, uh, Armageddon. I, I, love, I love my favorite Christmas movie. I, I, I liked Armageddon, as dumb as Armageddon is. I liked Armageddon, so I respect Bruce Willis. He was even he even did a video game. Do you remember that back in the nineties? I don't remember what it was called, but it was uh, it was a PlayStation game starring him. It was one of the first instances of like a A list actor performing in a video game. Apocalypse. Yes. Uh, it got decent. Actual, yeah, yeah. Because I had Under, underrated game actually. Yeah, that hadn't happened. It really hadn't happened yet, and that I think that kind of kick started the. Um, the craze of having A-list actors have in video games. Yeah, there we go. Because then if you remember a few years later, then the Grand Theft Auto games, for example, had, mm-hmm. uh, you know, every major celebrity known to hey, man. Tommy Versetti. Speaking of, Tom Sizemore. Start to clock on him. He had a, he suffered a brain aneurysm. Uh, oh, shit. Okay. A well, couple that's... days ago. I mean, I, I, got, I mean, are you surprised, mm-hmm. though? No, he always seems. He, you look at that guy. And you're like that guy parties. I mean, how many? He, he's been in and out of rehab. His drug problems are, are well publicized. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, Robbie Robert Downey Jr. without the comeback. Uh, yeah, I'll remember him for two things. I'll remember uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City because he plays Sonny Forelli, mm-hmm. and I also remember Saving Private Ryan, where uh, he, he gets shot in the leg with his pistol, and it just like hucks his pistol. <laughs> the guy <laughs> and yep. just is like his reaction to getting shot in the leg it's like he stubbed his toe <laughs> but uh yeah anywho that's uh uh that's hollywood for you uh yeah yeah it's all it is all right well let's leave it at that back do you have anything to say okay <laughs> sounds good <laughs> tonight all right well uh mike thank you for being here you're welcome for having me thank you for, for taking part did you have to work today always man damn that sucks i'm sorry that's all right they give me four personal holidays to count for these holidays they don't let us take off okay so i can pick them on like a random tuesday or a fucking friday i'm like yeah thank you uh oh becky show me two things that okay so the first thing she showed me is i guess in ohio I saw this <laughs> two song. things ready Their left hit right hit hey hey not at the same time <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> same time. 
Uh, so she shows me two things. One, I guess in Ohio, there's some like explosion at a uh, metal plant. Massive explosion. Well, wait, is this a second issue with an explosion in Ohio? Jesus Christ. Yeah, Ohio's, uh, they, Ohio just really wants people to re- remember that they exist. Oh, my God. Not the right way, man. Yeah, these are some explosive stories that we're getting out of Ohio. There was a, I remember an explosion that happened at like a fertilizer plant in Texas. This was in 2013. But it was watching the video of that. It's like watching a, what I imagine, watching a nuclear bomb going off. But it did get this sound drop from it. God almighty damn. God damn. Oh my lord. Oh, that one. Okay. Which I, I quote, was thinking of, of the, isn't there the, the famous one where it's the, is it the rocket fuel plant that explodes? And it's like from 30 miles away, you can see the explosion happening because it's just, it's just planes, straight flat land. And you see the shockwave just billowing out. Do you say rocket fuel? I thought it was, I thought it was rocket fuel. There's another one. Was, yeah. I think it was a little bit older than 2013. Okay. Rocket fuel. Gazizza Dills Nubis's Bill McNeil saying, get with the crisappy taste of rocket fuel malt liquor. Rocket fuel's got the upstate prison flavor that keeps you ugly all night long. So when you want to get sick, remember, nothing makes your feet stank like rocket fuel malt liquor. Damn, it's crisappy. Thank you, Phil Hartman. Uh, so there's that, and then uh, oh, big surprise! It's a Walmart. What is it's just like a pipe burst, and it's just water. I don't know, but that's where we were. Okay. Oh wait, this specific Walmart? Oh my God, we were there like two days ago. That's hilarious. Hey, I recognize those Hershey's. Okay, yeah, you're right. Damn. Jet propellant. It was the jet propellant uh, production. Uh, oh Jesus. Industry. Yeah. Damn. That one. Uh, it is. Oh, Nevada rocket fuel plant. That's what it is. <laughs> Repcon. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Generates a massive earthquake-like shockwave. Damn. Yeah. How far away did they feel? Thirty miles. You said. Uh, I. Oh my god. Um. The video. I mean, the video is older, so it's tough to get gauge distance. But they are a, a, at least a couple miles out. Um and you know that they're on extreme zoom. So I have a feeling the, uh, if that explosion happened, it, it was felt 30 miles. It, it, I'd say the equivalent explosion to the, uh, was it the Tel Aviv explosion? Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Except this is in the middle of nowhere where you can see things just spread out as it goes, as opposed to seeing things happen, you know, where buildings just immediately just crumble. Yeah. Yeah. I'd argue that in in the 21st century, that Tel Aviv explosion is the closest you're going to get to uh, like a nuclear war happening just with the amount mm-hmm. of because di- that was all like dynamite, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was, was it Ampho. Yeah, it was I something it was like eight, like 800 tons of Ampho. Something incredibly flammable. Yeah. Uh, no, it was not Tel Aviv, right? Bomb threat. Too yeah. many explosions in Tel Aviv. Oof, all right. They, they, sorry, back. They all, they all blend together. It's like the South. <laughs> My family. Uh, I know, I know. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, that, that Walmart, by the way, too. I just love watching that video and people are just walking around. Like, some people are, are like, expressing. Oh, Beirut. It was Beirut. Yeah. That's, yeah. She said that. 2,750 tons of ammonium nitrate. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, no, I just needed to let you know that. <laughs> Reefers. 
uh, the the video she showed me of the Walmart. It's like a per- burst pipe or something. There's like classic Walmart people walking around looking concerned, but not letting it dis- detract them from their shopping. I've also seen that where there's a Walmart on fire and people are just like, well, it's not in my aisle I'm going to. So I'm just going to keep on shopping. <laughs> fire alarms going off. But this laundry detergent is three for five. Water main break. Water main break at rain and Walmart sends water gushing from ceiling causes ceiling tiles to collapse. Damn. I'm just going to say it's my fault because I was just there. There you go. It's right next to the subway, which is something about something about subway stench. Something about that sugar bread. <laughs> okay. Uh, again, Mike, thank you for uh, joining me tonight. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, for the rest of you, anything that we talked about tonight that you want to comment on, leave feedback on, you can do so at hardlyfocused.com slash contact. And with that, we will talk at you next time. Thank you for listening. See you. Bye. Goodbye. Manifestation may not have happened.